Good morning, everybody. And welcome, 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 welcome to Mornings with Jesus. If you are on the um, the app and you want to be on Facebook and it wasn't working for you at first, try it now. It should be working now. So if you were trying to get on early, Facebook doesn't quite work like uh, Facebook doesn't quite work like YouTube. So you will go to facebook.com forward slash Faith Mamas Tribe, and it should be up and working now. Um, so if you would like to join in there, you absolutely can. Or you can join in on the Faith Mamas Tribe app. So you have a couple options here. Unfortunately, our YouTube live stream won't be working for another 24 hours because it's something I did by accident. <laughs> so we are on Facebook Live. We are also on you uh, on the Faith Mamas Tribe app. And if the Faith Mamas Tribe app is a little glitchy for you, please, please jump over to faith, facebook.com forward slash Faith Mamas Tribe. And if you are a friend of mine on Facebook, I also shared it onto my own Facebook page as well. So those are some options for you just in case there is any glitching going on. I want to make sure everybody has a clear feed and is able um, to join in. So yeah, there we are. There we are, guys. So I'm excited that you all are here today. I'm excited to see people in the app. I'm excited to see people on YouTube. I keep saying YouTube. I'm so used to YouTube. People on Facebook. And after this is finished, we will post this replay to YouTube. All right. Woo. Now that that's all out of the way, Janice said, shared with a note about YouTube on my timeline. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Nydia, if again, if you're, if it's not working on the app, please, if you have a Facebook page, jump on Facebook. Again, if it's not working on the app, go to facebook.com forward slash Faith Mama's Tribe. If you can't hear anything and if somebody is in the, the app, and you notice somebody can't hear anything, go to facebook.com forward slash Faith Mamas Tribe, and it'll be there for you. Okay. All right. So here we go. So here we go. I'm excited to jump in with you guys today as we prepare to read John chapter eight. But before we do, you know how we like to start. Please let us start with some gratitude. What are you grateful for today? What are you grateful for today? I am personally grateful that we have other options other than YouTube, even though we really like YouTube. We have other options other than YouTube. So I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity to join in um, and to study the Bible today, even though it's a little like wonky when we change something, it's like, ah, but I'm excited and I'm grateful that we have other options. I'm excited and I'm grateful to see each and every one of you guys today, um, whether you're on Facebook or on the Faith Mamas app. Good morning, Janice. I'm grateful to see you. Got to say good morning to some of my friends, y'all. And I think because I'm using two different platforms that other than YouTube, even though we use these normally, I'm like, where is everybody? Okay, here we go. Good morning, Janice. I see you over here on Facebook. Hello and welcome. So glad you're here. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Takia. Good morning, Nydia. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, Celia. Good morning, Patrice. 
Good morning to Kia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Melissa Bailey. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Mary Murphy. So excited to see you all this morning. So excited to see you guys this morning. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning to you. And good morning to anyone that will join us later. Good morning to anyone that is joining us right now. Good morning to anyone that will join us on the replay. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm just excited that you're here. And I see that Janice says that she is thankful for resetting another morning. Come on, we've got to another morning. Praise the Lord. Allison says, I'm grateful this worked. There was some hiccups this morning, but God, hallelujah, but God, God is awesome. Celia says, I'm thankful for this group of faithful women. Belinda says, grateful to hear what God has to say. Tech issues mean it's going to be good. Come on. <laughs> or tech issues mean Dominique did something crazy to YouTube. Oops. <laughs> but I'm glad that you guys are here this morning. And I'm glad that you're either in the app or on Facebook this morning. And I'm glad to see all of you. Nydia says, I'm grateful for God's spectacular presence in my life. Hallelujah. Donnie, this is Facebook is up and working now. Praise the Lord. It is there. If you want to join in, you can. Amen. Brandy says, I, I'm just grateful for this morning. Hallelujah. Lilith says, thankful for waking up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. I'm grateful for each and every one of you guys, your willingness um, to try new things, your willingness to, to jump over and to make it work, your willingness to um, just, just do this, to come together and to study. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. God is so awesome. Donita says, I'm grateful for this morning's with Jesus study and how it's changed my attitude and life. Hallelujah. She said, I had a pipe burst here yesterday and was able to immediately shift my attitude to one of gratitude and focus on God to help us out. Problem not resolved yet, but the peace of trusting God through this is amazing. Isn't God amazing, y'all? Isn't God amazing? I know what you're talking about, Donita. I think within the last six months, we've had a pipe burst. We've had a flood in our kitchen. We've had our furnace go out. And somehow, I still have peace through it all. And I know that it's only through God. Hallelujah. Allison says, that's right. Isn't it awesome when we notice these changes? I feel like that too now. It's so peaceful. Hallelujah. And Nidia says, tonight, um, Faith Mama University, God willing, I will be on today. Praise the Lord. Yes, Faith Mama University is tonight, Wednesday night. And I'm also grateful and thankful, y'all, that I'm done with my finals. Woo! I'm done with my finals. Some of you guys may know that I'm in seminary. And woo, this particular quarter was a doozy. But praise the Lord. I am done with my finals. Have a couple of weeks of break before starting up a new quarter in January. So I'm so grateful. Janice says, I woke up with Jesus on my mind. Um, used to always be drudgery waking up because I had so many things to do on my brain. Hallelujah. Something happens when you wake up with Jesus on your mind. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Shanda, for the congratulations and Brandy as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Donita says, listen, I was looking at the enemy and said, ha, the blessing coming is about to be so dope. Come on. And the fact that Jesus is walking with you through it and he walks with us through it all. Hallelujah. Mary says, I'm here. Grateful I'm here, even though I snooze the alarm. Sis, I understand. I snooze the alarm and then I realize, oh, I'm supposed to be awake. <laughs> praise the Lord. All right, y'all. Well, don't let me stop your praise. Keep praising God. Um, don't let me stop you shouting out God. Keep shouting him out. Keep typing in the comments. Keep letting him know that you are grateful for him. I'm going to go ahead and pray us in as we prepare to jump into John chapter eight. Again, I say, if you are having any hearing issues, if your phone is skipping on the app and you have Facebook, please go ahead and join us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash faith mama's tribe. We should be up and running now. All right. And this will be posted. The replay will be posted on YouTube. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to get ready to pray. I think good morning, CJ. So glad to see you guys. Good morning, Belinda. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning. Good morning. All right. YouTube down in the Faith Mama's app is on and popping this morning. And I see, see people on Facebook this morning. That is exciting. All right, here we go. I'm getting ready to pray us in as we prepare to jump into John chapter eight. Here we go. Here we go. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, so much for everything that you've done in our lives, for who you are, Lord God. We are so grateful for how you're moving. We are so grateful for how you continue to show up how you continue to be present in our lives. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that as we jump into John chapter eight, that you would help us to truly understand what it is that you want to say. Lord, we help. We ask that you help us to see this chapter through your eyes. Draw us closer to you. Lord, we want it to be more than just words on a page, but we want to connect with your heart this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning to Roma. Good morning, Brandy on Facebook. Hallelujah. Good morning to you all. All right, guys, we are getting ready to jump in. To John chapter 8 this morning. I will be reading from the CSB translation, which is a word for word translation of the Bible, but you can feel free to read from whatever translation you have available to you. Again, I mentioned that we are on the app and on Facebook Live this morning. So if you are on the app and having any tech issues, please, if you can, jump over to Facebook um, at facebook.com forward slash Faith Mamas Tribe, and it should be 
working now. Whew. Nidia says, yesterday I was in bed ready to sleep and the fire alarm for the building. I ran out, went upstairs, got my niece's dog. She was working. Luckily, it was not bad. A drier fire. Mm. Whew, I'm so glad that you are well and everybody in everybody in your building is well. Praise God. Praise God. All right, here we go. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I see some of you guys switching over to Facebook. I'm glad you're here. John chapter 8. We're going to read this chapter two times through. If this is your first time here, we read the chapter twice. The second time around, we grab our highlighters, pens, and pencils to take notes. For the first time around, I want to encourage you to just sit and enjoy and listen like you're a kid, just like so excited about what is going to happen. All right, here we go. John chapter eight. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he went to the temple again and all the people were coming to him. He sat down and began to teach them then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, the one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he stooped down again and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older men. Only he was left with the woman in the center. When Jesus stood up, he said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go and from now on, do no sin anymore. Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. So the Pharisees said to him, you are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not valid. Even if I testify about myself, Jesus replied, my testimony is true because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you don't know where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. And if I do not judge, my judgment is true because, because it is not I alone who judge, but I and the father who sent me. Even in your law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am the one who testifies about myself and the father who sent me testifies about me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You neither know me nor my father, 
Jesus answered, if you knew me, you would also know my father. He spoke these words by the treasury while teaching in the temple, but no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Then he said to them again, I'm going away. You will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said again, he won't kill himself, will he? Since he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. You are from below, he told them. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Who are you? They questioned. Exactly what I've been telling you from the beginning, Jesus told them. I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the one who sent me is true. And what I have heard from him, these things I tell the world. They did not know he was speaking to them about the Father. So God said, so Jesus said to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own. But just as the father taught me, I say these things. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what pleases him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus responded, truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. So if the sun sets you free, you really will be free. I know you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no place among you. I speak what I have seen in the presence of my father. So then you do what you have heard from your father. Our father is Abraham, they replied. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus told them, you would do what Abraham did. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You're doing what your father does. We weren't born of sexual immorality, they said. We have one father. God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me because I came from God and I'm here for I didn't come on my own, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I say? Because you cannot listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth 
because there is no truth in him. When he tells lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Who among you can convict me of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? The one who is from God listens to God's words. This is why you don't listen because you are not from God. The Jews responded to him. Aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? I do not have a demon, Jesus answered. On the contrary, I honor my father and you dishonor me. I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks it and judges. Truly, I tell you, if anyone keeps my words, he will never see death. Then the Jew says, now we know you have a demon. Abraham died and so did the prophets. You said, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you claim to be? If I glorify myself, Jesus answered, my glory is nothing. My father, about whom you say he's our God, he is the one who glorifies me. You do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say I don't know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his words. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews replied, you aren't 50 years old yet and you've seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple. All right, let's read this one more time. This time, pick up your highlighters your pens and your pencils. And let's read John chapter eight one more time. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he went to the temple again and all the people were coming to him. He sat down and began to teach. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, the one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he stooped down again and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older men. Only he was left with the woman in the center. Jesus stood up. He said to her, woman, where are they? 
Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, you are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not valid. Even if I testify about myself, Jesus replied, my testimony is true because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you don't know where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. And if I do not judge, my judgment is true because it is not I alone who judge, but I and the father who sent me. Even in your law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am the one who testifies of myself and the father who sent me testifies about me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You know, neither me nor my father, Jesus asked. If you knew me, you would also know my father. He spoke these words by the treasury while teaching in the temple, but no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Then he said to them again, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sins. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said again, he won't kill himself, will he? Since he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. You are from below, he told them. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Who are you? They questioned. Exactly what I've been telling you from the very beginning. Jesus told them, I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the one who sent me is true. And what I have heard from him, these things I tell the world. They did not know he was speaking to them about the father. So Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own. But just as the father taught me, I say these things. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what pleases him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him. And we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus responded, truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. I know you are descendants of Abraham, but you're trying to kill me because my word has no place among you. I speak what I have seen in the presence of the father. So then you do what you have heard from your father. Our father is Abraham, they replied. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus told them, 
you would do what Abraham did. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You're doing what your father does. We weren't born of sexual immorality, they said. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me because I came from God and I'm here. For I didn't come on my own, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I say? Because you cannot listen to my words. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Who among you can convict me of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? The one who is from God listens to God's words. This is why you don't listen, because you are not from God. The Jews responded to him, aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? I do not have a demon, Jesus answered. On the contrary, I honor my father and you dishonor me. I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and judges. Truly, I tell you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Then the Jews said, now we know you have a demon. Abraham died and so did the prophets. You say, if anyone keeps my words, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? Then the prophets died? Who do you claim to be? If I glorify myself, Jesus answered, my glory is nothing. My father, about whom you say he's our God, he is the one who glorifies me. You do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say I don't know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews replied, you aren't even 50 years old yet and you've seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple. Ha, let's pray. Woo, Father God, wow. <laughs> Lord, thank you, God, for allowing us to read this chapter in the book of John. Thank you, Lord, for us being able to be together as we study this together. And Lord, we ask you that as we move into a time of personal reflection, into a time of corporate reflection, that you would lead us and that you would guide us and that you would show us yourself. Show us what you want us to see, Lord. Open our eyes, open our ears to see you, to hear you, to know you. Lead us, Lord God. 
Because where you lead, we will follow. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a few moments of personal reflection. And then we will come back for corporate reflection. Here we go. All right, we are back. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We are back. Again, I say if you are on the app and you are having any issues, jump over on Facebook, join the conversation. uh, Facebook.com forward slash Faith Mama's Tribe. Okay. I don't even know how to ask this question, but what verses, what words are standing out to you? I am now in that camp where I'm like the whole entire thing, the whole entire, the whole entire thing. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole entire thing, the whole entire thing. I, I mean, the whole thing. Janice says so much good here and so much revelation of the religious leader's blindness. Over and over, Jesus answered their questions of who he said he was, and they were so focused on what they already assumed and believed that they could not hear. Woo! Jesus is constantly talking to who? The religious folks. I believe that most of Jesus's ministry is a warning not to the sinner, but to the religious. Over and over and over again, we see that the people that constantly combat Jesus and eventually the people who would who would have him nailed to the cross were not the people that recognized they sinned, but it were the people that thought they knew God. I believe that Jesus's ministry is one of the greatest warnings to the religious. Don't let your religion blind you to the truth. Now, I don't say that in a weird way to say, oh, religion over relationship or or, or relationship over religion or Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. That is not true. You know, that's confusion. Um, I'm just going to go ahead on and say it. I used to say it all the time. It's about relationship. It's not about religion. 
But I realize that there is a place for religion. There are things we do religiously. There are parts of religion embedded in our Christianity. They are called traditions and Christian practices. Those things are religious practices, right? They are religious practices that are unique to Christianity that they don't have in Hinduism. They don't have in certain places. So there is a religious aspect to what we do. However, Jesus is saying when you're when you become so focused on your religion and your religious practices that you can't hear God. When your religious practices become your God, that's when you have a problem. There is no problem in the Sabbath. There is no problem in baptism. There is no problem in these things. Those are religious practices. But when those practices become your God and when God steps on the scene and you can't see him and you don't know him and you become so enthralled in the title that you hold in church, that is a problem. Religion is not the problem. People that idolize religion are the problem is what Jesus is showing us. My God, this whole chapter, man, this whole chapter. Mary says, I cannot pick just one verse. It's the boldness, grace, and truth that Jesus gives for me. Come on. He didn't back down for nothing. You hear me? Come on. Jesus was like, you want to go? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God, Jesus did not back down. He knew who he was and he was not going to allow any religious folk to convince him any different. I don't care what your title is. I don't care if you're the Pharisee, the high priest. I don't care who you are. I know who I am. And I'm not going to let your title trick me into thinking that you are you are representing God. Like, like like Mary said, it, it's the boldness for me. Come on. CJ says, John 8, 42 through 47, 56, 54 through 56 and 58. Before Abraham was, I am. Brings me back to John 1, 1 through 4. Come on. He was the word. He's the word. And he was before. Good gracious. It all connects, y'all. It all connects. Come on. Lilith says, every answer Jesus gives. All his comments. Whew. Emma says uh, she's grateful for waking up this morning. Come on with love in her heart. Hallelujah. Allison says so many verses stand out. Wow. Like <sighs> Jesus is amazing. She said verse 14. Jesus knows the truth and knows the truth will be revealed. This can be applied to us in our lives. Truth has no worry. Truth doesn't have to be remembered or practiced. Liars can't always remember lies, so they eventually get caught up because the truth comes out. The truth will set you free. Come on. Woo! Janice says, the focus I'm seeing is truth. That is what will set you free. Brandy says, the whole chapter, he is true. Believe and we will receive the glory. Deny him and we will die of our sins. Dr. Marina's here. She says, verse 12, verse 12, Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Come on. 
My God. My God. Woo! I already know I can't get to all these comments because there was a lot to say here. Come on, there was a lot to say here. Brandy says, yes, it's hard to change when you are already set in your ways. Come on. Janice says, yes, the crowd heard and believed. Verse 30, the Pharisees and other leaders were too stuck in tradition in their own understanding. It wasn't the regular folks that brought the woman to Jesus to be like, look at this adulteress. It was the religious folks. It wasn't the regular folks that were there that knew they were sinning that was like, I don't believe you. No, no, no. It was the it was the religious folks, the people that had been to seminary. The people, the people, I mean, granted, there was no seminary, but there was school. The people that had been to school, they were learned, they knew, they knew their religion well, but they missed their God. Jesus. Patrice says, verse 7 through 11, let him who is without sin among you be first to throw a stone at her. In actuality, Jesus was the only one, come on, who was without sin and worthy of condemning the woman. But because of God's unconditional love, he says, neither do I condemn you. Janice says, Jesus' initial response to the Pharisees' trap was to studiously ignore them. He was just riding in the dust while all along they were basically heckling him. His response finally was a simple sentence. He turned it back on them. No need to engage in a full debate with those who are only seeking to prove their own point. Come on. (laughs) Salia says the scribes and the Pharisees referred to the law of Moses in verse 5. I looked up what the law said in Leviticus 20.10, and it says both the adulteress and adulterer must be punished. (laughs) So why did they only bring the woman before Jesus? Some people even go as far as to say, were they the ones in her bed? Not saying they were, but some people go as far as to say that. And when Jesus said, are you without sin? That's what some say. Who knows? But where was the man? Belinda says, verse six through nine. I love how Jesus responded to those who tested him. An example for us on how to handle situations. Salia says, verse 15 through 16, the Pharisees thought they could judge Jesus because they were still stuck on Jesus being from Galilee. Lilith says, judging others is bad. (laughs) Salia says, verse 19, wow, basically Jesus was like, we can't have the same father. You don't recognize who I am. Come on. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Salia says, verse 34 through 35, a son has access to God's house forever, but a slave only has temporary access. My God, there is so much in these words. Come on. There is so much here. Lenita says, our God was I am before anything ever existed. They talked so much about their father's ancestors, laws and standards. Jesus was the standard. Belinda says, verse 42, when Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. Come Woo! My God. 
Lenita said he was the very fulfillment of what they believed they were honoring. If they truly knew the truth, they would know that he was it. Allison says those so focused on religion traditions are man's way, but who do not know Jesus don't know God. Verse 42 through 47, he says this, come on. Belinda's is verse 57. The Jews were like, you are not even 50. <laughs> Come on. So you can't possibly know anything about Abraham. Jesus said before Abraham, I was the confidence he had in who he is. Come on. <laughs> Allison says, I never understood the never die part. My human understanding picks it apart and thinks, but we do die. So I discounted these words as foolish. Jesus knows beyond. When he says those who believe in me will never die, I know what this means now. It's so beautiful. People tend to hide behind their own sin by focusing on someone else's sin. None of us can say we haven't done this. This example of how Jesus says he doesn't condemn like man does is so powerful. Jesus shows compassion, mercy, and grace. He says, I see you. Now go and sin no more. Come on. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Genesis, how many times did Jesus say, you don't know the father. You don't know God. Patrice says, verse 28, Jesus was saying, you don't believe me now, but you will when the son of man is lifted up. Jesus is prophesying his crucifixion. You know, whew, there's so much here. There's so much here. And I want to dig into so much. But Patrice said something and it always struck me. You notice how Jesus often calls himself the son of man. I often wrote it off. Because I'm like, oh, he's just declaring his humanity. But why is this frustrating so many people? Then I realized sometimes there is history and background to what he's saying that sometimes we either forget or we don't know. But there's a prophet named Daniel in the Bible who talks about this son of man or like the son of man. And he talks about the position and the role that this person had. So even when Jesus used the term son of man, he's telling them who he is. In Daniel chapter seven, uh, start uh, it talks about the ancient of days. So it talks about God. It talks about the end of the world, pretty much. And then in verse 14, it says, and suddenly one like a son of man was coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was escorted before him. He was given dominion and glory and a kingdom so that those of every people, nation, and language should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom that will not be destroyed. Jesus is showing them through no word that Jesus uses here is wasted at all. Jesus is showing them those that are looking on and accepting him and those religious folks. He is showing those that are there that look, 
I am the one who God has sent and I am the one that the prophets talked about. I am he. I am the one that Abraham was waiting for. I am the one. I am he. I am the I am he. It's me. And and the Pharisees and the religious folks were like, no. You can't be the one. You didn't come from where we want you to come from. And if you were really the one, you wouldn't be disagreeing with us, Jesus. We're the learned folks. We're the Christians. If you were really the one, you wouldn't be calling us out. You would be on our side. If you were really the one, you would be a Pharisee or you would be you would be a religious leader. You wouldn't be just some random guy coming out from Galilee. We studied. We know who the one is. All these other little people, they are, they are, they don't know. We know because, because we studied. And Jesus is like, everything you're doing here is against who you say you're for. You started this whole conversation out by bringing a woman, embarrassing her in front of the crowd, just to trap me. Come on, let's be real. They didn't care nothing about that woman's sin. They didn't care nothing about that woman's soul. They didn't care nothing about that woman. They just wanted to trap Jesus. So Jesus is saying, so what you're saying to me is that when you do this type of stuff, you're you're trying to convince me that that's a practice of God? And then he says, he without sin cast the first stone. He basically says, okay, well, if this is really what you believe that God will do to the sinner, and that if this is really the stance that you want God to take, then let God take that stance with you also. And guess what? They all left hypocrites. Then they came back, <laughs> try to catch Jesus up again. And Jesus said this, and a lot of people were saying this. Jesus said this. He said, he said, if God, in verse 42, if God were your father, you would love me because I came from God. And I am here. Where's your love? Where's your love? If you if you claim to be of God, if you claim to be of God, where is your love? He says, why don't you understand what I'm saying? Because you cannot listen to my words. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. One thing we know about the, if we, if we call it this, the religious spirit is it's murderous. I mean, look back at Christian history. Anytime we champion our religion to the point where it becomes our God, we will kill people for it. We will tear them down. Rel the religious spirit is murderous. 
It wants to kill anyone that disagrees with it. This is what Jesus is saying. He's like, this, the way you're doing this is not God. I don't care if you call yourself Jewish. I don't care if you say that, that, that God is your father. What you're doing is not God. You know what Jesus said to his disciples, and we'll get to this later. When Jesus sent his disciples out to other places to, to tell about the gospel, guess what he said? He said, if they don't, if they don't agree with you, just shake the dust off your feet and keep moving. But then we have things like the Christian crusades. People, people were killed for not being Christian. We have, we have the, the colonization where countries were taken over and demanded to be Christian. Religion will kill you if you don't agree with it. But Jesus is saying, that's not God. That's not God. The only purpose, the only purpose of a religious practice should be to point you to the truth. Not to demand someone else practice it or lest they die. The religious spirit will kill you without care. And Jesus said, guess what? You're going to carry out your father, the, uh, the, the business of your father, the devil, and he was the murderer. Come on. From the beginning. Whoo! From the beginning. Janice said, if they truly knew who God was, they would have recognized him and he knew who he was. He didn't get upset, didn't and, and get defensive. He simply kept stating the truth. He didn't try to prove it and give it to what they were given to what they were trying to do. Guess what? Jesus knew the truth, but wasn't trying to kill them for it. They didn't know the truth, but was trying to kill him for it. The difference. Jesus knew the truth, but wasn't trying to kill nobody. Jesus practiced religious practices. Guess what? Jesus got baptized, right? Jesus went into the synagogue. Jesus prayed. He showed us how to practice religious practices. But Jesus also had a relationship with God and was not depending on religion for his righteousness. He was depending on what God said. And when we depend on religion for our righteousness, we will fight you and kill you. We will, we will tear you down because you don't agree with our religion. Look, Jesus said, I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need to kill you because you don't agree with me. I will continue to tell you the truth, but that's your choice whether you agree with me. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to murder you. I'm not going to tell lies on you because you don't believe me. And Jesus was the only one that was standing in the truth, yet he was the only one that wasn't trying to constantly kill somebody else. When we get so defensive about our religion, be careful. This I'm telling y'all, 
We can read this and we can see everybody else in the passage, but if we refuse to see ourselves, we have missed it. We cannot get so defensive about our religion. our doctrine our religious practices what are most of what are most of the arguments about in the body of christ some doctrinal practices whether whether you should baptize whether you should whether you should baptize when you're this old or baptize when you're this old whether you should speak in tongues all the time and whether this it's religious it's doctrine it's it's religious practice and jesus shows us look as long as it points you to point you to the truth, that's fine. But when it becomes your God, when it becomes your method and means for control, that is the problem. CJ says, John 8, 4 through 4 brings me back to 1 John 3, 10. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Come on. (laughs) Belinda said, listen, they talked about their ancestors like people do today. Titles, family, history, wealth. None of it matters. What matters is our relationship with God. Once again, mamas, God can only use anyone. God can use anyone he chooses despite their past or connections. May God ignite a fire in you today to follow him and walk in purpose for for your today. Come on. God intentionally had Jesus come from Galilee. A man of low status. Because it doesn't matter. Lila says, Jesus pointing out my sins and telling me not to do it anymore. Jesus does that all the time and he will do it with us. He's like, look, go and sin no more. And he says it with such confidence. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Allison says, so good. Jesus shows them if you stay, if you say you follow God, the one who is love, where is your love? Cheryl says in 6, 9, and 10, go and tell these people, keep on hearing. Uh, go, go and tell these people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of these people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. In Matthew 13, 13 through 16, Jesus reiterates this to the Pharisees. Yeah. Allison says, say it again. Jesus knew the truth and didn't try to kill for it. Jesus knew the truth would be revealed, so he was free to move on. Good God Almighty. Woo! And you know the truth. You don't got to prove it. It'll prove itself. When I know the truth, I don't have to force you into it. It'll find you. My God! 
when you know the truth, you don't got to kill for it. You don't got to get in arguments for it. The truth, the truth will, will find you. Belinda says that part, we can't depend on religion for our righteousness. And I know, I say it all the time, I know we've got to go, but. Righteousness is right standing with God. When we depend, so what they were doing is they were depending on religious practices to put them in right standing with God. There's a difference between religious practices pointing you to God and and you thinking that you've earned right standing with God because of your religious practices. Two different things. So I can get baptized in order for me, for, for it to point me to God so that I can stand in awe of God. Or I can get baptized and say, see, I'm a real Christian because I got baptized. I, I earned my righteousness. I earned my salvation. Two different things. They were like, oh, look, I've been studying the scriptures since before many of you little people was born. So therefore, I earned my 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 right to tell this this man here that he is not of God. I earned my right. And so whenever we use our religious practices to convince us that we earn something from God, oh, my, my, my. We will miss God every time. Oh, I can speak in tongues. So I earn the right. I'm I'm a higher Christian. I sit up here. Oh, I go to church every Sunday. Do you go to church every Sunday? Do you go to church every Sunday? Because if you don't go to church every Sunday, you can't tell me nothing. Because, Because I'm a real Christian. Oh, did you volunteer? Did you volunteer? Are you on the prayer team? Because if you ain't, You can't tell me nothing because I earned this. Did you go to seminary? Did you go to seminary? Huh? Because I went to seminary. Did you, did you go to seminary? Because if you didn't go to seminary, you can't tell me nothing. I'm a better Christian than you. And guess what? I will miss the word of God that's coming from someone that didn't go to seminary. I would, I will miss the word of God that's coming from someone that doesn't go to church every Sunday. I will miss the word of God that's coming from someone who's younger than me. I will miss the word of God from someone who doesn't volunteer on the same committees as I do. I will miss the word of God from someone who just got saved. And whenever I allow my religious practices to put me on a pedestal. Oh, oh, Genesis. I'm an elder of church. I'm an elder. I'm a pastor. Well, well, um, you know, what you what you said and, and how you're leading people, you know, that's not that's not right according to scripture. I it don't matter what you say. Because I got a title, you see? So I sit above you. Mm-mm. Jesus is like, no. No. 
And Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the dark. If you want to walk in the dark, it's because you don't want to follow me. Because Jesus is like, I'm going to tell you about yourself. If you want to think you are the best thing since sliced bread, fine. Walk in the dark. If you want to rely on your titles and all that stuff, and you don't want to hear about the things that are going on in your heart that I can see, Jesus said, fine. But if you want to walk in the light, If you want to walk in the light, come on over here. I'll set you free. I'll shine the light. Allison says, is what we listen to pointing us to sin and darkness or God's light and love, compassion, mercy, grace, forgiveness? Come on. Reminds me of the prayer that we have for ourselves to remind us, our father, especially the reminder where we pray for him to forgive us as we forgive those. God's way reminds us to stay humble, love God, love people. That prayer is a daily reminder for us. Janice says we can miss God when we forget that he can speak through anyone, even our kids. CJ says, Belinda, my old church experienced a similar situation. The church voted to let the pastor out and the church literally split in half. Yeah, that happens a lot. Belinda says, I remember being a part of a church that split because the pastor left. They didn't like the style of the new pastor, even though he rightly divided the word. They were following and almost worshiping the pastor. It was my first time seeing up close how easily we can put people in the place of God. This chapter reminds me of that experience. We can put people, we can put practices, we can put these things in the place of God. Belinda said that I was 24 and it hindered my growth for a while. And I pray that somebody hearing this knows that these things, they happen in Jesus's day too. They will happen. They will continue to happen. <laughs> because all of, you know, humanity wants to, to earn their righteousness. Since Adam and Eve, humanity wants to earn its righteousness. And God is saying, look, you don't have to earn it. Believe in the one in whom I sent believe the one I sent. Believe the one I sent. Donita says they happen and there are good churches doing their best too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even, even those churches have issues. Look, 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 look. There were two groups of people that were there that day with Jesus, the ones that knew they were sinners and the ones that thought their righteousness, their, 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 their religious practices gave them status. Look, we all need Jesus. We will all miss the mark. Dominique Young included. We will miss the mark. We all need Jesus. 
all of us, every single one. And, and we all need to recognize that Jesus Christ gave himself as a gift. We cannot, we cannot earn him by our religious practices. We cannot earn him by getting baptized. We cannot earn him by speaking in tongues. We cannot earn Jesus by going to church every Sunday. We cannot earn him. And the minute we start thinking we can earn him is the minute we spit in the face of his gift. Think about it. If someone gave you a gift and you go around trying to pay them for it, they're going to be like, no, no, it was a gift. And you keep pushing like, no, I'm going to pay this money. I'm going to pay this money. I don't want to accept no gift from you. Why? It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Y'all, Jesus is amazing. And he wants us to realize, look, I'm not asking you to earn me and to prove that you're righteous. I'm asking you to accept the gift of my life and follow me. And follow me. Even if you trip, Keep following me. Even if even if you struggle at times, keep following me. Keep trusting me. Keep trusting me. Keep looking at me. Keep, keep following Jesus. Don't get caught up in religion making you righteous. Jesus said, only I can make you righteous. Not the religious practices. Your religious practices should only point you to Jesus. Is there a place for religious practices? Absolutely. I have this book and I would recommend people read it. It's called The Celebration of Discipline. It's a great book. It talks about Christian practices, which is ultimately religion, right? It talks about Christian practices. It's an amazing book. It helps you to realize how things point you, how, how, how our practices and our disciplines point us in the direction of Christ. But these disciplines cannot save us. They cannot make us righteous. Only Christ can do that. And when we become, when we begin to tear people down, when we become murderous, even in our spirit, or it's in our words, I should say. When we become murderous in our words, trying to tear people down, trying to make everybody see how this person is wrong or that person is wrong, because I have the ultimate way of practicing religion. Christ is reminding us, do not miss me because you're so busy making your religious practices your God. Genesis, being born into a Christian family and being saved at a young age doesn't make me any more saved or any better of a Christian than the gang member who got saved yesterday. Come on. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up going to church every day. I didn't grow up like that. I didn't get saved until I was 18. There's still things when I walk into a church building and they sing the old songs. I'm looking around like, well, I don't know that one. (laughs) What, what song was that? Can you repeat it? Can you repeat the words? Can you put them up on a screen? Ah, 
Our religious practices don't make us righteous. Only, only Christ can do that. And guess what? We didn't earn him. He chose us. Scriptures say. Oh, we can get into that later, but he gave us the gift. We didn't earn it. We didn't earn it. All right, y'all. Let's pray. <laughs> Mandy says, I join y'all. Whenever I join y'all, I feel like I'm in heaven. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Me too, sis. Just go. Can you imagine like just being like this all the time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Woo! It's like I've been heaven. Ooh. Just the love it does. It, it, it permeates through the screens and I love it. Okay. I know we got to go. <laughs> I keep saying that. I love studying the Bible with y'all. I love studying the Bible with y'all. Okay. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, so much. That even though we may have had tech issues, you didn't have any tech issues. You didn't have any problem reaching us today. You had a plan. You have a way of doing what you do. And we are grateful. Lord, I pray that the words that were spoken today, the words that we read, Lord, that you would continue to use them to permeate our hearts, to change our minds, and to transform our lives. Lord, we pray that they become more than words on a page. But Lord, that you would use each word to help us live a life of following Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. And we thank you, Lord, for letting us see ourselves and know that each and every one of us needs Jesus. Each and every one of us needs him. And we thank you, Lord, for showing us that in our in your kingdom, we're the same. Praise God. We thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you guys, in about 10 minutes, I'm going to put this up on YouTube. I'm going to ask you guys to go over there like the video on YouTube and put the comment about the, um, the thing that stood out to you the most and pray that the videos and that these things reach the people that they need to reach. God sends it where it needs to go. And then that as our hearts are changing, that the Lord would change the hearts of someone else also. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing Wednesday. I'll see a lot of you guys at Faith Mama University tonight. If you are not in Faith Mama University, just join the app, join into the premium, and you will be able to join us this evening as we dig in and, and learn more how to study the Bible even more deeply than we can do um, during these morning studies. And I love you guys. I pray you have a great day. I love y'all so very much. Don't forget, like comment and subscribe and help us to share this with as many people as we can because let's be real <laughs> the words that God uses through scripture changes lives 
it just does. I don't even know how else to say it. God uses these words to change lives. So share it with your friends and family. I love you guys. Have a great Wednesday. See some of y'all tonight. Bye for now.